What is up, everybody? Thank you for joining me again on this CSG podcast. Before I get started, I want to talk to you about King Law Firm. Uh, basically the best in Colorado at advocating for you and your loved ones on social security disability. Um, let's just, let's face it. Uh, if you find yourself in an unfortunate situation where you need uh, disability, uh, you have to have someone in your corner. It is a long, arduous pro- process. I do know this firsthand because I have family members who have gone through the process and it is long, it is arduous, it is painful and you really do need someone in your corner. Um, and uh, if you don't have someone in your corner, it can be an extremely discouraging process. But you need someone there fighting for you. And King Law Firm will be that, will be that uh, law firm that fights for you, will, that will be in your corner standing with you as you go through the process, the long process of getting what you have paid into with Social Security. Uh, they also do... Uh, uh, like I said, disability, they do personal injury, and much, much more. Uh, go to kinglawfirmco.com. That is kinglawfirmco.com. Ask for Kylan King and tell him Jeff Morton sent you. What is up, everybody? Uh, this is going to be an interesting podcast because I, I saw the news that uh, the uh, New York Daily News uh, laid off 35 people from their sports uh, department, uh, including Frank Isola. Uh, Frank, I've had some differences with over the years, but, uh, you know, you never want to see someone lose their job. And it's it's highly discouraging for people. I mean, we know it firsthand here in Denver with uh, what's happened with the Denver Post uh, since uh, Alden uh, Capital took over. And... Uh, which is a hedge fund, and it's just the way things are going right now with media, and it's extremely discouraging. It is extremely discouraging, and um, it kind of led me to think about the state of sports media today, uh, and w- the way we operate, and the way everyone has compartmentalized themselves into confirmation bias, and a function of social media and more, or you could say blogs, uh, podcasts such as CSG, uh, others that kind of force you into seeking only things that you like rather than challenging yourself with other things. Uh, to give you a little bit of background, um, my dad worked in the newspaper business for 35 years. Uh, 32 of them, he worked for the Rocky Mountain News. And at the, on the production side, and uh, in 2009, suddenly, and I, and I will say this: someone who has uh, been in a newspaper family since I was born, uh, suddenly, the when the Rocky Mountain News shuttered its doors in February of 2009, um, it came as a great shock, and I knew at the time the reverberations would be felt far more than we ever probably thought it would. Uh, the Rocky, uh, at the time uh, it shut its doors, I believe had 100,000 more subscribers in Colorado than uh, the Denver Post. And even though technically you, you could say the Post, quote-unquote, won the really bloody newspaper war that uh, that had ensued for 150 years, um, 
it really was kind of an illusion. Uh, the Post and the news were entered into a joint operating agreement with uh, uh, to kind of like combine the, the the Saturday paper and the Sunday paper and print the newspapers all in the same place, which is called the Denver Newspaper Agency. The Post, at the time owned by Media News, which was Dean Singleton's company, started uh, throwing a whole bunch of debt into uh, into the DNA, Denver Newspaper Agency, and it just became the situation was far more comp- complicated than it was, you know, let out to be. But an, an extension of this was the fact that um, covering news, even 2009, had become less profitable. Uh, advertisers kept leaving. And if anyone had seen the newspapers, uh, specifically the Rocky Mountain News, knows that the, 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 the actual physical paper itself kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And this was because advertisers weren't advertising as nearly as much as they were. Had really nothing to do with the news. Had more to do with advertisers. And I say all this because what has happened in the interim is that newspapers uh, and major media outlets, and, and this is a way for you guys to look at this, newspapers still influence the way that people coverage, that do coverage. Look at what's happening with the Washington Post, still kicking ass with coverage. The New York Times, even though I have major quibbles with some of the th- decisions they made in 2016 um, and even now, uh, still kicks a lot of ass. Um, it's just, you, you, you need a certain set of, of, of circumstances to make it successful. And the times and the New York and the, and the, uh, Washington post, um, specifically the post is owned by one guy, one extremely wealthy guy, but one guy. And, uh, those kind of things have kind of are rare. Most of these newspapers are owned by corporations. Uh, the Rocky Mountain News was owned by Scripps. Even though uh, Rocky Mountain News was the flagship of the Scripps organization, uh, it was not profitable. And then when the, the news sold it, shuttered its doors, Scripps kind of just kind of faded away. Um, all that being said, what had happened is that newspapers, specifically the Post, began focusing only on things that drove subscriptions rather than just bang on getting more advertisers. And what drives subscriptions and and interest in Denver is the Denver Broncos. Now, if any of you notice this, specifically over the years with the Post, coverage of the Nuggets, Avalanche, the Rockies, got smaller and smaller and smaller. Three major sports teams became, it just, even then, then that was during the time where the Broncos sucked. Like from 2009 to 2012, the Broncos were awful. I mean, hands up for those of you who remember the team, Tim Tebow years, you know, but they, they keep, they, they kept getting smaller, 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 smaller. And the Broncos coverage kept getting bigger, 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 bigger. And it's because the people in Denver like the Broncos and people went with what drove subscriptions rather than what people, rather than just getting as many advertisers as possible to fund all sports coverage. They took the lazy way. 
And what that did was other people took that model that the uh, newspaper industry kind of increasingly went to. And that's just not, not just Denver, by the way. It's multiple places around the country you will see this. Um, it, small markets to media, medium markets to big markets, it's, it's the same. They go with the, the entity that drives the most subscriptions. And what happened was these other teams got the short shrift. This vacuum happened, and the vacuum st- uh, kind of was filled by free media. Um, and I have to say that I was part of it. And when I say free media, I mean both in, in terms of what we were paid and uh, what, uh, what we were paid and what you had to pay to see us. Denver Stiffs, really in Denver, and I, I hate giving us too much credit at what we were at the time because I, I think there were a lot of different factors to this. But I, 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 can, I can point to Denver Stiffs because it had a, an effect on overall sports coverage in Denver, because we were, I believe, and I and I could, I'm, I, I, I have been wrong on this, but I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure. Uh, Nate Timmons became the first credentialed media member who was a blogger uh, in Denver in, I think either two thousand eleven or two thousand twelve, um, and I sh- I followed shortly, really shortly thereafter. Uh, Andy, Andy was credentialed, but Andy, Andy, as, as you knew, when he wrote columns, it was a view from the cheap seats or to the not so cheap seats. And Andy's got access anyway. He doesn't need the credential. And when I say credential, what it became was free coverage propagated throughout everywhere. And it kind of, what it did was it kind of pulled in a, um, a certain, it pulled in people who were wanting to see something very specific. And there's an entire generation of people who don't look at the newspaper and didn't see that they had to flip through Broncos coverage. They had to flip through Rockies coverage. I mean, hell, I remember there was, when there was a time when it was just the Broncos and the, and the Nuggets in town. And... The sports section was filled with the Broncos and the Nuggets and then a bunch of -of out-of-town shit, basically. Um, But what's happened is that since you have the freedom to go to these various places, you go to where you want to see. And if I had a dime for every time I've had someone complain to me that I was talking about something that wasn't the Nuggets, I would be, well, I could actually say I was employed. Uh, Because it is 100% a confirmation bias, narrow-focused media landscape now. People only go to things they want to see, and they're not challenged on other things. And largely, that has is because newspapers began their demise 10 years ago. And it's been a, it's been a, a really slow, painful, painful descent since then. And what's tragic is you have, you know, people, you're always going to need someone who is an expert on a certain subject who will give you the lowdown. Um, There are tremendous beat reports. I mean, Chris Dempsey did a great job. 
Benjamin Hockman did a great job. Uh, Gina does the best she can in a bad situation there at the Denver Post. God, I, I just, I have such admiration for uh, what she's been having to go through since she just came on with what Alden Capital is doing to the Post. Uh, Nick Kosminder, uh, same thing, and he's doing it with The Athletic. Now, subscription sites, I mean, I wish them all the best of luck. I wish them luck, and I hope they succeed, because I think it would be good if that model can succeed. But the problem is free is ingrained into the public now. And sites have become so lazy with seeking advertisers and talking to advertisers like they are your peer rather than trying to explain it slowly like they're idiots. You need to be able to look at someone who is an advertiser and say, this is something that will, over the long term, make you money. This is what newspapers should have been doing. This is what even radio should have been. I mean, everyone knows what's going on in in radio here. Um, It's an older demographic, but they hit most radio stations go with what makes them money and what drives the most ratings. And that is the Broncos. And if there are other, uh, you know, in Seattle, it's probably the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, in, in, you know, in LA, it's the Lakers, you know, but there, it's, it's just, they focus so narrowly on it. And that narrow focus gets to where you can't make money and it destroys industries. You still need to pay good people. You still need to have good people around. There's journalists out there who have dedicated them, their lives to doing this sort of thing. And they get let go because the company that owns them are, are idiots. And they can't see the future. They, cannot, they didn't have the foresight to look at this and say, what we have done to our media is because of our own stupid decisions we're having to let people go. Good people go. And it's, it's unfair. And it's, un, it's really unfair. I, I think that, you know, I look at Denver Stiffs and I look at what I, I mean. Look, like I said before, I, I Denver Stiffs, I thought someone asked me about Denver Stiffs uh, God, a couple of weeks ago. And they said, would you ever go back? And I said, well, first of all, Adam Mares has done a great job of running it. It's bigger than it ever was when Andy and I were running it. It's bigger, much bigger. Uh, it's much better, uh, quite frankly. And someone said, would you ever go back? And I said, no, it's my history. It's part of my history. Part of that also is because, A, by the time I left Denver Stiffs, and this has nothing to do with anything other than my relationship with SB Nation, um, I was resenting the fact that I was basically an indentured servant. And we had spent so long on that site building it up to where it became when Adam took over. And we... Basically, the reward that we saw was in seeing it succeed after we left, which happens, which happens. Adam has done, like I said, a far better job of it than Andy Nader I did. Specifically, Nate and I, we uh, had a, a, a certain axiom that really wasn't conducive to uh, growing the site. We were very much right when it's high quality, you know, and what that does is it, you leave out a bunch of essential news and... Uh, Quite frankly, we would go days without an article on the site, which you can't do online. Adam has done a fantastic job of not only pushing the site forward, but making it 
something to where people absolutely have to go to if you want Nuggets coverage. But it's my history. And my history is something that I can look back on and be proud of, but not necessarily look at and say, I want to revisit it. And uh, one of the, the best thing by, by far that came out of CSG, or excuse me, <laughs> CSG, one of the, things, the best thing that by far came out from Never Sis for me was CSG. Um, I've got more pleasure out of doing this podcast than I think uh, I ever did really writing. And I was never a writer. Um, I, I, would, I'm, I have great story ideas, but I'm a terrible writer. And I was always much better expressing my ideas on some, a venue like this. And uh, that's what I've enjoyed. But there again, CSG is narrow focused. It's narrow, narrow focus on... It's, it, to, a, to a certain extent, those of you who listen to this, it is a bit of confirmation bias because you, you know that we're going to talk nuggets and you know that we have a certain point of view. Uh, I will try to challenge people as much as possible. But specifically, you know, I have takes on Michael Malone that you've heard over and over and over on this podcast. I'm a little more subtle than other people, but I, I mean, I, I do express them. I try to challenge people a little bit. And I try to tell stories about history. But in the greater media landscape, there is very little... I hate the fact that you have to go to eight different sites to learn about eight, uh, eight different teams. And a little bit of that is sad to me. And maybe, maybe that's just uh, Jeff is 40 years old and uh, grew up in a different era. I'm fully cognizant of that. But the way the newspaper me- media treated um, newspaper owners didn't, didn't have their eye on the ball, didn't take advantage of the situation, and their model since it has been a tragic, tragic situation. And I think we're worse off because of it. I really do. I think coverage itself is worse because... There is, there's no flagship. Everyone goes somewhere else. But maybe that's just a sign of the times. And maybe that is the way things are. Which is, hey, sometimes there's like an old man yells at a cloud thing. And I'm fully, fully aware that I do that. But it's sad. And it's sad to me that we have entered into a place uh, in the media landscape where people just go to hear what they want to hear. And I, I, it just is really disappointing. It's disappointing that there's stations like Fox and MSNBC, you know, I, 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 people need to be challenged and there's so little challenging going on in the grand scheme of things, media will survive. It will become a, a better landscape. But you got to put your nose to the grindstone and come up with a model that's fair and equitable to everyone. And you need not, need not to have another situation like the Denver fucking Post or the New York Daily fucking News. Good people, good people losing their jobs, good writers losing their jobs because of the lack of foresight of the people who own these papers, these, these news outlets. And it's sad. And I hope that if anyone looks at something like this and says, what can we do? 
You need innovators out there who look at it and say, we will value this and we will find a way to fund it. If you stick to your value and you find a way to fund it and to where it's sustainable, that is the key. Forget everything else. That is the key. And if you find that, and if you find that, it will set the trend. It'll set the model for everyone else. Will that happen? I don't know. I really don't know. Well, thank you everyone for joining me I, on this uh, journey here. I appreciate the, uh, the the ranting. You were listening to my ranting um, on Twitter at King of Thornton at King of Thornton. Thornton, let me know if you agree or disagree. I really want to hear from you. I really want to hear your ideas. Uh, once again, at King of Thornton. Okay, talk to me. I want to, I want a conversation to start on this. Uh, give me your thoughts on what's happening with the Post, on what happened with the New York Daily News, and if you think I'm an idiot. Go ahead, go ahead and, and just fire off and uh, go ahead and talk to me there. And I look forward to hearing from you. As always, thank you for joining me on this Solo CSG podcast and I'll be talking to you guys later. Goodbye.